0: the guardians of the galaxy the hell's wrong with you people
1: Thursday night of March the twenty-first, and this is the Utterly Nonsense Podcast, a weekly show where we explore the latest topics in entertainment, but mostly, of course, the stuff that matters to us. You can find us on YouTube, Spotify. I, yeah, well, you know where you can find us. I've said this too many times already. <laughs> yeah, of course,
0: you guys are already all subscribed, so you 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 heard that all already. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and it'll be free all the time. So, we got a few things this week. Um, the first thing, the biggest thing, actually came Friday of last week. Obviously, we couldn't talk about it because we release on Fridays. So that's just the nature of our schedule. So, James Gunn has been, quote-unquote, rehired to direct Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Disney uh, reneged on their, uh, their ousting of him. They're bringing him back like everybody was hoping. The whole petition. They can stop writing their signatures now. It's all done and set he's coming back and he's still doing suicide squad too so this is interesting we have somebody directing a dc and a marvel movie within a close time frame
0: right yeah i mean i'm not sure what the new release date's going to be on guardians 3 um so first of all i do want to say i'm thrilled by the actual news uh, i think james gunn is really the only guy who could do guardians of the galaxy right uh yeah so, you know, uh, apparently this was a decision that Disney made months ago, but just the public has been completely in the dark about it for some reason. Uh, I don't know why they chose to finally announce it now, but, uh, you know, uh, better late than ever, I guess. Uh, so, yeah, people are saying this is a good way to uh, bridge the divide between the two companies. Um, I, I, I Honestly, I feel like uh, while people do have their preference, uh, DC fans will still see Marvel movies. Marvel fans will still see uh, DC movies. So it's not like uh, you're completely... Uh, like, reuniting the fan base. I don't think we were that divided to begin with.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, I mean, when was the last intercompany crossover? It was 2003. They had Avengers versus JLA in the comics, written by, I think, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think it was Grant Morrison who was uh, a writer on it, and then you had uh, George Perez as a writer. It, it might have been a, a different writer, but, yeah, anyway, so the last crossover was 16 years ago. There's been nothing since. No one-offs, no... No comics, no games, no animated things. Not even a, uh, n- not even in the Lego games, uh, all of those different Lego games. They had Lego Dimensions, which was like a big crossover with all these different things. And I think it was only DC characters, not Marvel, which is strange. So they have some kind of thing going on where they're trying to keep distant. I, I guess because of the whole movie TV competition. But yeah, like you said, hopefully this can start something where we can see a few crossovers again. Hopefully... Marvel versus DC fighting game? Come on. Come on, guys. Yeah, I mean. I saw Ed Ed Boon, he put up on Twitter a poll on uh, what kind of crossover fighting game would you want to see next, like horror, uh, Mortal Kombat versus Street Fighter, or Marvel versus DC, and that one got the highest amount of votes.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, that doesn't shock me. Um. So I, I will say I don't think this is going to lead to any sort of formal crossover. Um, I, it'd be fun to see if it did, but uh, I, I doubt it. Um. If anything, I feel like James Gunn's the kind of guy who would probably throw in some sort of Easter egg for the fans in both movies just to sort of like subtly connect them. Um. Yeah. But I, I really don't think there's anything, uh, that's going to be too substantial in either movie beyond wink uh, to the audience.
1: Yeah. So of course, I think. One thing that most likely influenced this was the actor's attitude towards his firing in the first place. They came to his support initially, and um, the guy that plays Drax, Dave Bautista, he outright said, "If you don't use James Gunn's script for the movie, I'm I'm just not gonna star in it. I'm gonna ask you know my uh my lawyers to tell Disney to get me out of the contract." And who knows what that might have meant for the other actors? Yeah, uh, and how much time they have left before you know the. They won't even have their schedules lining up because that's a major problem that happens sometimes is they get actors and then movies are delayed and then they can't do it anymore.
0: Well, uh, that's what happened. And uh, this is still on topic, so it's not like I'm formally segueing. That's what happened with uh, Will Smith for the uh, Suicide Squad sequel. Um, Well, technically, it's uh, they're considering it a soft reboot, not a full sequel. But uh, yeah, but uh, Total uh, reboot. So for anyone who's not aware, because I feel like this news was sort of brushed over, uh, Will Smith is not going to be coming back as deadshot in the next Suicide Squad. He's actually being replaced by uh, Idris Elba, who uh, you know, he's famously portrayed a Heimdall in the Thor movies and uh, briefly in Infinity War for the past, however long it's been since the first Thor came out. What was that, like 2009? Uh, So Marvel fans are probably pretty used to Idris' uh, performances uh, produced his presence. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see him as Deadshot. I'm sure he could uh, pull that
1: off. But uh, Thor was 2011. Really? he was that late? Uh-huh. Yeah, it was the I same. It was like right after Iron Man. No, it was the same year as Captain America. I think Captain America was in the summer, like June, and then Thor was um, November.
0: What a reason I thought Thor was earlier.
1: Uh... Yeah. And Idris Elba was that one guy who died at the end of the first Pacific Rim. <laughs>
0: yeah. I or kind of uh, what else was he? He was the one boss on The Office, like the uh, one kind of uh, super attractive douchebag.
1: Yeah, and he was that one guy everyone kept saying was going to be a new James Bond, but never happened. Yeah, which I, I could still see that. I mean, uh
0: like, obviously, we've got one more coming out with Daniel Craig, but I could see uh, the mantle being passed on to someone like Idris Elba.
1: Yeah, although I, I think he said once he was interviewed about it, and he he said for sure, yeah, that's I'm not doing that. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it was a... A thing like he knew specifically, but I guess you know nobody ever approached him for it. And uh, isn't he kind of a little oldish to be a James Bond? He, I, I mean, he's getting up there, but I think
0: he's around the same age that Daniel Craig was when he started.
1: Uh, yeah, but Daniel Craig has been doing it since um two thousand what four? I don't, I don't know when Casino uh, Royale came out. Well, Quantum of Solace was first, I believe it, that was two thousand. No, that was, that was that was the second one. That was still. That Are was you name. sure about that? Yes, it was Casino Royale, Quantum of Solace, Skyfall. And then, um, what was the last one? Oh, uh, Spectre, yeah. Yeah. And now we got, uh...
0: I've already forgotten
1: the title of this thing. Uh, Shatterhand. Ah, yeah, yeah. We'll probably have Blofeld again. Yeah. This is off topic. Anyway, James Gunn. Um, yeah, so, now, here's one thing we talked about a while ago that, uh, was it Mark Hamill said he wanted to be in Guardians 3? (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, maybe that can happen? I mean, it's all Disney.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't be all too shocked by it. Um, so, I, I mean, hope so. I, I like it look, this as
1: cock knocker.
0: So, I, I mean, the thing is, like, uh, James Gunn wrote the script for Guardians 3 a while back, uh, well before he was actually fired from the project initially. Uh, they were most likely going to use his script for it, even if he didn't come back to direct, uh, and, again, that's part of the reason why I think they were so eager to hire him back. Uh, you know, just the fact that they knew they'd have to credit him no matter what. So, uh, it, like, there there was really yeah. no reason for them to fire him initially. So, the fact that they uh, put on this charade for as long as they did was just ridiculous. Um, so, that being said, he was in talks with Mark Hamill. Um, this was over a year ago, wasn't it? That uh, he... Uh, yes. uh, had mentioned on twitter that uh mark hamill was like his next door neighbor and they were talking about the whole thing um it wouldn't shock me if mark hamill appeared in guardians 3 um and you oh, know you know I, who I think he should be
1: too. oh no no no, no never mind. that's a dc character i was gonna say he should appear as the specter because he did the voice of him briefly in uh batman the brave and the bold right but that's dc never mind <laughs> yeah, i mean i could see him being in
0: some sort of like a uh, supernatural like ethereal role um that being said, I don't think uh, Marvel's gonna go anything, like, too supernatural, you know? Beyond like, uh, I feel like Doctor Strange is the one exception to that, but, uh... Even that they just explain as a dimensional it's, thingy? Uh, it's basically him just channeling energy from other dimensions. It's not like, like, th- th- it seems like it follows by its own rules, so it's not like magic in the traditional sense. You call it science, your ancestors
1: called it magic.
0: I come from a place where they are one and the same. Which, uh, you know, I know people think that's cop-out, but uh, I actually, like... Pretty, really kind of like that
1: explanation. Yeah, so moving on. Uh... Kind of going into the Suicide Squad thing. So we have what has been described as a total reboot of Suicide Squad called, called The. They just put the word The in front of it. And yeah. as we know, uh, it's not going to be Will Smith. It's going to be Idris Elba as Deadshot. I don't even know if Harley Quinn's going to be in it. I read something that that's kind of iffy. Because well, she's going to be in Birds of Prey, right? Right. So, I mean,
0: that, that makes me think that she's going to be in... Uh... I I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like they wouldn't ditch the character just because of how overwhelmingly uh, popular Marco Robbie's portrayal is of her. Um,
1: I still don't know why it's popular. It, I don't it's, know. It's she just wasn't like even every that good. every little girl wants to dress up as Harley Quinn. My sister because She has a lazy costume. I, I oh, let me don't just know. dye my hair a little bit and put on the little booty shorts and a jacket. That no, ain't it, even the costume. I don't
0: fully get it, but uh, no, it, it was a huge fad though. Like you have to acknowledge that uh it, like they had this huge marketing campaign based around harley quinn and uh, it clearly worked you know the movie was highly profitable but uh yeah so i mean uh whether or not she appears in the suicide squad uh, i wouldn't be shocked if she did i don't think they're going to recast her obviously um but uh yeah it'd, it'd be interesting to see what direction they go in the back because we really don't know too much about what they're doing beyond the fact that uh you know will smith was recast uh it's supposed to be a soft reboot that has little to do with the original.
1: Hopefully they have a, a a villain or a conflict that's better than uh, some witch thing which you could have seen coming from a mile away. Yeah. Some, which uh, I think she blew up mm-hmm. anyway. Man, no. If somebody comes back, I want it to be El Diablo, that the man. only good character. Yeah, I mean, uh, he'd, he'd be a fun one. Yeah. So we have the Suicide Squad. We have, um, what would I say? Black Canaries? No. Uh, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. Uh, Shazam, Wonder Woman 84 and a few other things, and this is all coming out of a place which isn't really a secret at this point, that DC's shifted its focus towards more standalone films. They're not um, staking as much on the whole shared universe thing because obviously Justice League was a disappointment, and Batfleck is out, seemingly. Henry Cavill hasn't re-signed as Superman, so who even knows if he'll ever come back. I hope he dies, man. But yeah. And then, like we said last week, about um, that other article that said that they might be looking to do a doctor fate film which could lead into a justice society and taking place in the past well that'd be so, an interesting way yeah.
0: to reapproach the whole shared universe like focus on the golden age heroes
1: you know yeah well here's the thing like i i don't really want to see a whole built up shared universe like marvel did from dc cuz you know how much time that will take where we'll have to go through the whole process again? Oh, we gotta put in little hints over here and over there in each movie and you gotta stay in the after credits scene and you gotta de- Nah, just give me some good solo movies and maybe one that leads into a team up and then just have the film be about the team itself. Like like Suicide Squad, we didn't get individual movies for those it's just team movie, here we go I mean they did that with the introduction to the, um, the Justice League cartoon, although you had you know, the Superman and Batman animated series. But other than that, everyone just kind of shows up. Here's Flash, here's Green Lantern, here's Hawkgirl, Wonder Woman. Let's go. Bang, bang, bang. I think they can do that. Again, they did it on television in a children's cartoon. I think multiple multi-millionaire Hollywood producers can do it in a major hundreds of million dollar budget film. Yeah. So, I mean- Am, Am I wrong here?
0: So, I I mean, it's not on our scheduled list of topics, but I think it's uh, worth mentioning that one of the uh, higher-ups at Warner Brothers, and again, I, I just skimmed over this. Uh, I don't know exactly who the guy is, but apparently he had some major reason. Uh, he, he was like one of the higher-ups who basically caused uh, a bunch of the DUC films to be cut down. Uh, so he f- apparently stepped down, um, which is— His name is Kevin Sujihara. That sounds right. I think that's yeah. how you pronounce it. Uh, so, you know, that's good news for the future of this franchise. Uh, it, it sounds like he was really uh, one of the creative directors who really just shot down a lot of the uh, more out, seemingly outlandish ideas that Snyder had. Some more, uh, you know, fan servicey ideas that probably would have appealed to the fan base.
1: And Snyder's vision. I didn't like I don't think he has totally bad ideas. It's just that they, they were poorly carried out. I mean, yeah, you don't have to go dark for every movie. Like, going dark is good if it fits the character. Because obviously, you know, he did Watchmen, which was great. And he did 300, which is also, you know, kind of a dark atmosphere. And those work. His style works for things like that. And I think that's where DC screwed up. They, they put him in charge of things that are typically brighter like Superman and Justice League and they said, okay, uh, Dark Knight succeeded, so uh, l- let us do the same thing again. Yeah, just bring on another
0: Dark director that clearly sells movies.
1: Yeah, it's like failing to realize what what makes the characters good. It's just looking at, oh, this thing succeeded, therefore copy it. it it's like right. what they did with in the early 2000s or mid-2000s with Call of Duty. Call of Duty took off and so then every game company said, oh yeah, we gotta recreate the success of Modern Warfare. Put more guns and grey backgrounds and stuff like that. And then your games sell like crap. And then your movies sell like crap. Yeah,
0: I mean, that was really my biggest problem with Man of Steel, you know? Well, one of my biggest problems was uh, they, they really didn't do anything to sort of make a Superman movie. It was basically Batman if you were Superman, you know? <laughs> it's <laughs> yeah, th- That's one way of looking at it, which uh, just didn't work for me. It, like, I, I, As far as I'm concerned, that sort of betrayed the character a little bit. It's like, yeah, I, I just found it boring because of that reason, you know?
1: Yeah, I, I guess I kind of get what you mean. Like, you, you want to see the, the happier world that it's more accustomed to. And and I knew what they were going for. Actually, the first time I saw it, I, I have to admit, the first time I saw it, I did not like it that much. Because mainly the reason other people did. It was really, you know, dull. But I, I saw it again. And, you know, coming into it with a fresh expectation or maybe a lowering of expectations. I was like, okay, I, I see exactly what they're trying to uh, communicate here. It's, it's a dark world, and how does a character who wants to be optimistic fit into it? Yeah. Which, at the time, kind of made sense, I guess. Okay, so, uh,
0: you know, just to break away from this a little bit, uh, I, I, I guess there's no real seamless segue for this. Uh, so there were a yeah, bunch no. of trailers this past week. Uh, Toy Story 4, Stranger Things Season 3, and uh, most notably, which, honestly, it's not getting nearly as much, uh, like, attention as it should be getting, uh, Quentin Tarantino's ninth Uh, full release, Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just got its first official trailer and poster which uh, I'm incredibly thrilled for.
1: What exactly is the story of this? Because I watched the trailer and there doesn't seem to be a strict narrative approach to it. It's just kind of you know, uh, snapshots of Hollywood. Here's stuntmen, here's uh, you know, loony people Here's uh, how the streets look like in L.A. and stuff. So what's going on?
0: Well, uh, the main focus is, and they only show uh, the the one character for about like half a frame. They cut off of him really quickly. But uh, so Sharon Tate, who is Margot Robbie's character in the film, was famously one of the first major victims, like one of the first high profile victims of the Manson family. And uh, we see Charles Manson briefly in this trailer, like uh, very briefly, like it's a blink and you'll miss it type of thing. So, the movie is in large part going to focus on the rise of the Manson family and just like how it affected, uh, you know, th- that culture, the- this whole changing culture of 60s Hollywood.
1: Is this the first time he's done something that's actually based on real events?
0: Well, I mean, you could argue that *Inglorious Bastards* was to some extent, since it was a World War II movie. Um, yeah, ish. Yeah, think yeah obviously kind of, that. Obviously, he took
1: some fictional. liberties with
0: that. Um, <laughs> some liberties. Yeah, uh, same deal with Django. I mean, uh, obviously that was based on like actual uh, Western film. Like Django, the name Django was like just a commonly used uh, name in Western culture. So, uh, yeah. Uh the he pulled from that, he pulled from the whole slave uh, you know, dynamic, that whole uh era of history. Um so he he's done historical cinema before, but uh for him to do like this close of an actual biopic, and I, I don't think it's that close of an actual biopic just because uh Leo DiCaprio and uh Brad Pitt, their characters are completely fictional, as far as I can tell. So, you know, he's he's doing the same sort of thing where he's taking some liberties with the whole thing, but uh as far as i can tell he's staying true to some of the elements but uh, i don't think anyone watches a quentin tarantino film for its accuracy you know yeah they probably watch it for the memorable dialogue that's what it comes down to yeah plus it just looks so goddamn cool and so goddamn fun
1: i've only seen two of his films okay well watched probably of them. the best i've seen um pulp fiction and reservoir dogs the gangster movies. Okay, you got to watch more of his movies. Like
0: the the guy is
1: the yeah, best director they're... working today,
0: like hands down, you know.
1: Yeah, he's done a lot of good stuff. <sighs> so speaking of good stuff being done, the Fox deal with Disney is a, is a done deal apparently now. Yeah. It's finished, it's gone through, so we don't have to, you know, speculate about how long it'll take them to make negotiations. Other than apparently producer negotiations, sometimes um producers have specific rights certain films that they will uh film franchises franchises that they will work on so who knows with that but in terms of all the politics company business stuff that's all done so now the question remains how are they going to introduce x-men into the mcu (laughs)
0: That That's the interesting thing. Um, so, first of all, like what you were saying about producers a second ago, uh, like Simon Kinberg is still technically – he has like, like some contractual obligation that even if he's not actively working on any of the X-Men films, he's still automatically credited as a producer. Right. Which uh, So, that that's going to be like another just hurdle for Disney if they like really want to completely make their own franchise. They're going to have to completely sever ties with him because uh, he's going to be profiting off of these things like until – that happens you know mm-hmm. um but uh yeah just to actually integrate them into the mcu i don't know if there's a seamless way to do that um i i know with a uh, uh scarlet witch who's the one x-men character who's currently in the mcu who uh, they had the rights to for uh, well like much longer you know her and quicksilver since they were both x-men and avengers characters yeah. uh, both studios had the rights to use them um. So the Scarlet Witch, uh, they sort of retconned her a little bit. I I forget if it was on like Marvel's official website or there. There was some official MCU timeline fact checkers somewhere online. Some
1: visual reference thing. Yeah.
0: So uh, apparently they sort of retconned her to say, "Oh, hey, um, maybe the uh, Mind Stone didn't actually give her the powers. Maybe it just awakened something latent in her, like yes. x gene." Um, so that, that might be one thing they could do. Like, uh, they, they could sort of, uh, you know, make the claim that, uh, you know, normal people have the X gene in them and it's just developing now for some reason. Maybe it's a, you know, like feedback loop from, uh, them reversing the snap. Who knows? I I feel like that's one way of doing it.
1: Yeah. That was going to be, uh, my own personal theory. I haven't read anything. I just came up with something in like, uh, in five minutes. Was that, um, so apparently in the newest Avengers, they're going to go back in time, right? And they're going to try to regather the Infinity Stones and reverse things. Yeah, that's basically what we're,
0: what we can tell from like the initial promotional materials, that's probably what's going to happen. But who the hell knows? Marvel might be completely throwing us off the trail for some reason.
1: Um, So my theory is if they do that, when they do that, something will be put back or some, maybe some things will be put back not exactly the same as before. Because yeah. as we know, oh, it's the whole you flash when you point try thing all over again, it's not. to re- fix the timeline, you'll never be able to put it back quite the same. There'll be fine little fractures in it that you just can't account for.
0: It's like a broken coffee cup, Barry. You can put all the pieces back together, but they'll never fit quite right.
1: Exactly, and one of those, due to the power of the Infinity Gems, will be the awakening of the X-Gene in humanity, and out come the mutants. They are the X-Men.
0: I, I will say, the problem is, if they go that route, they're not going to be able to really integrate some of the uh, older, like more traditional characters. Like They're not going to be able to get Professor X in if they do that. They're not going to be able to get Magneto in if they do well,
1: that. Well, maybe they could, because if they're going back in time, maybe they're going far back in time, or maybe... It'll be that one theory where uh if you go and change time at any point, it has it doesn't just change the future after that point, it also retroactively changes the past as well. So maybe it'll be a thing where like when they get back, things will be like way different than they remember, but you know, everyone will be alive again. Yeah, I so mean maybe it'll just be Oh look, there's this place called School of Mutants. What is that? That wasn't there before. Yeah, I mean, that, that
0: seems a little outlandish to me. I feel like that would be just uh, way too much to go off of for the whole franchise. And uh, that, w- that would really just, like, destroy years of world building, you know, if they basically just erased, like, if they said the uh, previous 10 years of the MCU just didn't matter moving
1: forward. Well, like, it could be, like, um, almost like the new 52, where they didn't erase all the history of the DC universe. It's like, most of it's intact, but a few things are pretty different. Right.
0: Okay, well, it's gonna be interesting to see what they do. The other major theory I was sort of hearing, and this was, like, pushed uh, back when they first announced the uh, merger, um, is that Professor X has, like, long existed in the universe, and he just sent out some massive mind eraser or something just to keep the mutant population hidden or keep them safe or something. Which, uh, I, I don't know, that seems like another sort of idea that uh, it, it's just ridiculous. you know. Like, uh,
1: Yeah, I don't really like that well, one. How, how would they
0: explain uh, why he would go out of hiding at that point?
1: That's not high concept enough for my taste. I need it to be more scientifically implausible. <laughs>
0: yeah, I, I feel like
1: a feedback loop would probably be the best explanation off the top of my head. That's,
0: like I think, the best thing. Um, yeah so I, I feel like the Fantastic Four will be an easier element to integrate just because Marvel now has the rights to those characters as a result of the merger and uh, yes you know, finally you,
1: like, the surfer is on his way Galactus is coming but yeah. I mean is anyone gonna even stick around like is who's even to say if there'll be more Avengers more team ups or who knows but yeah. well
0: again we as we've covered like numerous times on the show before we know that the next phase of the MCU is going cosmic uh, starting off like with Guardians 3 and similar films uh so we know they're trying to build into those elements that could be a like good jumping off point for the Fantastic Four since they're one of this uh more cosmic uh, groups in the air MC- er, in the Marvel universe um it, so it would be nice to see that I know we're going to see Adam Warlock in Guardians 3 so there's that
1: you know what maybe it'll just be that they introduce Sexman in the Fantastic 4 where it's like uh somebody opens up a dimensional rift and it's like Oh, hi, I'm Reed Richards. I was ex- experimenting with my uh, latest device, my dimension hopper. And oh, look at that. I um, created an irrevocably opened up fracture in all the dimensions. So uh, now everything's spilling together and worlds are colliding. And now oh, you know it. Forget that. that that's That's, yeah, that, that's not that, even high concept. That's, that's just yeah. trash.
0: No, I I know, and I I feel like that's the problem with like the whole multidimensional thing. Like, if you have the ability to do that, what's stopping you from doing that a lot more often? Hey, maybe um,
1: they'll open up a portal to DC. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Finally, get that Avengers JLA movie coming to you in 3D and IMAX in 2055.
0: Yeah. Could happen. Eventually, Disney will take over every media corporation in the world. Listen,
1: we will- Mark my words. Have the franchise wars and all the restaurants will be Taco Bell or Pizza Hut, if you're in Europe. Yeah. We'll <laughs> all
0: be serving the house of mouse one day.
1: Most likely.
0: It's just an inevitability.
1: So speaking of hackneyed universe rewrites, let's talk a little bit about The Flash. Okay. Because there was this thing on CBR, just preface it by saying, this is rumor status at the moment. So it said somebody with a blog was visiting the set of The Flash, and they happened to come across a script in which the title of the episode was Godspeed. Okay. And that this was further corroborated by, I don't know, other leaks or something from set photos. But after recording this episode, I just realized that it's literally just the name of the next episode of The Flash. But bear with me as I give my theory on how it could be the plot of the next season, season six. So, what is Godspeed? So, this was after Rebirth happened. Um, something happened in The Flash where there was a Speed Force storm. Kind of like at the end of uh, Season 3 of The Flash that happened before right. he closed it up. Where a whole bunch of people were getting struck by lightning. And so, a whole bunch of people were getting Speed Force powers. And one of them that happens to get struck is Barry's um, detective partner or something like that. Some guy he knew well on the police force. And so, since there's all these people that are running around all over the place, what the Flash does is he opens up a school to teach people how to use their newfound speed powers. And so, all of these people are all, you know, basically becoming new Flashes and stuff. But of course, one emerges with not-so-good intentions. Turns out there's this new guy running around who calls himself Godspeed. Godspeed. And basically, he's just like another reverse Flash, but he isn't using a negative speed force. So, as it turns out, the identity of this godspeed was, in fact, Barry's friend at the police force. And what he was doing was going around and essentially killing every single person who had the speed force and siphoning their speeds so that he could get faster and faster. So, anyway, what eventually ends up happening is Barry has to team up with Wally, and together they reabsorb the speed from the remaining people who are left alive at his speed school... And then they take on Godspeed at the same time. And I think they either strip Godspeed of his speed, 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 or he explodes in a bunch of lightning or something like that. So that could potentially be the plot of a season six of The Flash, which going forward, you know, again, another speedster. Yeah, but how interesting has Thinker or uh, what the hell is his name? been? Um,
0: Uh, Cicada.
1: Yeah. So I don't know. I think that would be a mildly interesting plot if it was somebody that Barry knew and not just some kind of, Secret sworn enemy use. I just want my speed, or I want to watch you suffer, Flash. This is more just a guy who's out for his own personal gain, and friends with the Flash, secretly. But you know what, after playing this back to myself while editing it, I realized just how stupid I sound, because that's exactly the same plot as Seasons 1 and 2, and almost 3. But, moving on. Yeah, I will say, um,
0: I I actually did really like The Thinker for most of that season, most of Season 4. It was really just up until like his final few appearances when uh like they revealed was actual like master plan was that was just absurd uh that 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 is what turned me off the character and cicada like he's just cartoonishly evil you know like i I feel like that's just intentional you know Uh, i so (laughs) i'm gonna kill you all
1: now and you're all (laughs) going to die
0: right Yeah. yeah
1: Oh, I lost them flying away. Yeah.
0: So, what bugs me about Cicada actually is that um bugs you about Cicada. Yeah, that was unintentional, but uh, yeah. Um. So yeah, what really bothers me about Cicada is, first of all, like his power set is completely undefined. Like we have no idea what he's actually got going on, besides the fact that he shuts down powers, but he also seems to be like super strong and somehow able to like you know. Uh, keep up, like he—he's somehow able to take down this entire team. Even—even uh, even though, like, uh, Caitlin Snow, uh, uh, Killer Frost, you know, is completely immune to this whole. Like the fact that she's able to stand up to him and is unaffected by his whole thing is, you know, like they—they they should have won by now. Like they should have been able to stop him
1: a while back. I mean, um, she, she literally has multiple times frozen him to a wall. It's like, hello, get him, stick him in the the, the what call it? The um the Power yeah. yeah, exactly. I don't know what uh, they're yeah. doing. Yeah, and uh, now they brought
0: on the uh, second cicada. I don't know if you've been uh, keeping up with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's his daughter. Episodes. Yeah, well, uh, niece, but uh, yeah, yeah. No, it was so it was so obvious that uh, it was gonna be her. Yeah, uh, but yeah, so that's what really bugged me. And yeah, I mean, the whole speedster thing is a little played out. Uh, based on what I initially read about Godspeed, yeah, it sounded a lot like Savitar to me. Uh, just you know, in terms of, uh, like, we wouldn't know exactly who it is, but we knew it would probably be someone that Barry knew, uh, and that, uh, you know, it, it's just the whole speedster thing is, I yeah. think, really played out. I feel like they need to move on. Well, um,
1: it wouldn't be as poor of an explanation as Avatar, though. Yeah. And in this case, it wouldn't be just two people who have speed. It would be like everyone in the city. Yeah. Well, I guess. I mean, I don't know. It's, well, it's everyone, just a weird
0: but- plotline. Um, but th- that's the other thing that just sort of bugs me. Like, I-, I feel like if they do go the Godspeed route, they're gonna have him try to take Barry's powers or you know, something like oh, that. Oh yeah, of course. That's Just standard. try to depower him for a few episodes just to see what that whole dynamic is but, uh, I, I don't know I- I- I'm i just sick of the whole speedster thing. Like, they, they-, they gotta
1: make uh, Barry the only one, you know? Yeah. How much more could they possibly do with the Flash? And how much more could we possibly talk about on this episode? So I'm gonna cut it off right here. As you know, this has been utterly nonsense. You can listen to full episodes of the podcast on any platform where you can find us and watch the clip segments during the week on YouTube and also check us out on the social media, all the links of which will be in the uh, description. I screwed okay. it up. My yeah. tongue is twisted. <laughs> okay. Epic hey, music? Play us out. Give me your speed.